0: don't remember that shit and it doesn't give you fucking goosebumps man i remember that song back in oh four oh five ish i think it was out before i knew who donny brooke was but yeah i remember i remember hearing of them probably because of either fucking terror or internal affairs or something along the lines of one of those west coast bands but i'm playing it because whoever fucking knows the song Either they think it's really, really ridiculous, which it is, but it also holds a special spot deep down in your cold fucking heart. The song makes you happy when you hear it. You probably smile and shake your head a little bit, but you know it. You know it. You remember figuring out, or at least, like, finally getting the courage to go out and mosh and start swinging. And hitting people, or fu- coming close to hitting people, or fucking two-stepping, do whatever you wanted. But, but you know, you, some people aren't moshers. Some people are. Some people still mosh. But everybody has had their time on the dance floor. I know it. And if you say you haven't, you're a liar. You say I went to a hardcore show never moshed. Get the fuck out. Just kidding. We know you're a pussy. But I'm just trying to say. Is the song Hold a spot in your heart In everybody's heart If you've never heard it Go back and listen to it And read the lyrics You know It it talks about Being the uh, release Of our aggression And it's A therapy for our lives This is our way Of dealing with the pressures Built inside Like You know It sounds cheesy But when you're 17 18 years old It you know, it uh, I don't know, correlates with how you feel in life. Everybody's a frustrated teenager at one point. Then you find hardcore shows. And that's true. You know, it's like when you work out. When you work out, when you're fucking running, or if you're lifting weights. You know how you feel after. You just, you just don't really give a fuck. You're just, you know, you let it all go on the dance floor. And that shit was fun. You've never seen Donnie Brook. Sucks to be you, but you go watch it on YouTube. You can see it. But uh, I'm finally glad to do this podcast. Uh, Martin has been on my list since the first list I ever wrote over a, over a year ago now. With some people that I would like to have on my podcast, it's a very long list. There's a lot of people. And I have a lot to get through, but I just want to thank him for coming on, taking the time. He has a lot going on right now. He's in like four or five different bands, for, for wrapping up, ramping up for the Terror Tour, and just for doing festivals every other month, it seems, with with God's Hate, and King Nine, and Zabalba and obviously Terror. Fucking amazing band. I'm so glad. That uh terror is still a band and putting out new shit. And I think I think that band's gonna be around till the end of time. Till the end of fucking time. Scott Vogel will die on a stage. And Martine will die on a stage. Those are hardcore staples all around the fucking country, around the globe. From Buffalo to fucking Los Angeles. And without people like them, oh man. Who knows it'd still go on, but yeah, everybody loves when terror comes around every fucking two or three months, like before the pandemic, you know, how exciting was it every time terror came through, he was always just as crazy as the time before, he never disappointed, and uh and that ties in with with you know not just Scott but obviously the main backup vocal is martin, he's the shit and um. It was a fun conversation. We talked a lot about other things that weren't terror. Uh, because eventually, I mean, I hope I hoped to have on Scott someday we can get into terror with him. But, uh, of course, we covered it. And as you know or don't know, Martin, he has a lot to do with uh, Sound and Fury Fest in Los Angeles. That's happening this year find out about that in the podcast if you don't already know i forgot the dates i don't have them in front of me i'm not gonna lie about it but i can look it up real quick i can tell you hold on you know the funny thing is is with martin the podcast almost didn't happen because of the fucking time the time switch because i told him we're talking about 3 p.m and he said yeah cool but it forgot we forgot need to mention the fucking time zone. So I was all, all excited at like 3 o'clock. Like, alright, when's he going to show up? I sent him the link. I texted him right away. He's like, oh, fuck, man, the time zone's blah, blah, blah. Then he jumped on. It was funny, though. So Sound and Fury is July 30th and 31st, downtown Los Angeles. That's all you get for now. You don't get any information. I tried to get it out of him. I tried to squeeze it out of him, but he didn't budge. I'm sure it'll be just as amazing as it is every year it's it's always fantastic for all-day events and uh i'm excited i'm excited because finally detroit is having a pretty big fest it's been quite a few years since there's been a festival and it is called tied down fest oh shit sponsored by edgeman screen printing and the crowfoot which is a venue in a fucking pontiac and it's probably some sort of other entity besides that, but I'm not really sure. But I'm gonna do you a favor. I'm gonna go over all the bands with you. That is gonna be tied down. We'll start from the bottom of the uh, flyer. Starting with our own three local motherfucking bands that are pretty active right now doing lots of big things. Um uh, new music coming out from all of them. Big deal. D Block and Enemy of God The Staples It's like there's a show in Detroit One of them bands are fucking playing on it And it's great I'm glad they're around Then you got Invoke I don't know much about them But I know they're heavy And Omerta I did not know what to expect from that band Uh, When I first seen them on a flyer eh, Probably about a year ago Or no fucking less than a year ago I don't know But I seen them, I was like, I'm going to check them out, I'm going to check them out And I was I was intrigued, normally I don't listen to You know, stuff I don't know, with that With that much uh, With that much to it I'm like, I listen to fucking guitars and drums and, And people yelling or not and that is not what i expected i like them they're heavy the singer's fucking wild i like how he's like uh, i think he said he's five two i seen him at uh ldb fast and he's like i'm five two i'll fuck any of you up he's like, you guys need to mosh harder he f- challenged everybody to mosh harder than him and he's just a little tiny dude but uh good for him that band's fucking crazy and i'm glad they're coming back to detroit um who else is playing One Step Closer? I believe they're from Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania. And they're fucking good. Check them out if you have not. Then, oh, this is when it gets really exciting. Section Hate from Los Angeles. Oh, shit. Finally coming to Detroit. If you listen to this podcast, you most likely listen to Section Hate. And if you don't, get to it. Bring him back. Build and Destroy. Oh. Ooh! I Haven't seen them for almost a decade. I only seen them a couple of times when they first started out. Then I kind of fizzled out of shows for a while there. Oh, you already know. But uh, build and destroy. That's uh, Harun and Will from uh, uh, Razzle Dazzle. And I don't. I don't know if they'll have uh, the same other similar same other people, which is uh, Mike and Eric from Plague Years and Homeboy. Uh, Fucking uh then Rob, Black Rob, that's how I know him. And I hope that's uh the whole lineup, the original lineup will be fucking cool as shit. Can't wait to see them. Then after that oh, another Detroit band. You know, I love how Detroit has so many big bands. Never ending game. Of course. It wouldn't be a fest without never ending game on it. They are just blowing motherfuckers out of the water left and right. I'm I'm really proud of those guys doing a big and they just keep going. They're on festivals. They're headlining festivals. Just doing so much. And good for them. Keep pushing Detroit. Keep moving forward. Expand your horizons. Then who's next? God's Hate. Ooh! And guess who's in that band? Martine Stewart, the guy who I'm interviewing on this podcast. So listen to them. If you don't, like I said, if you listen to this podcast, you probably listen to God's Hate. Show me the bodies next. Uh, I can't speak much on them. I know who they are. A lot of people like them. It, 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 it veers out of my path a little bit. But I don't mind when it's on. Then you got Mind Force from New York. Poughkeepsie! New York, Mind Force! Always good. I finally seen them live for the first time a couple weeks ago down in Kentucky at LDB Fest. I was blown away. They did that on Marauder. Life is Pain, it made me so happy, there was two uh, covers that night, I think Undeath did uh, what's that, Master Killer, they did that, I think Undeath, I don't know, one of those fucking death metal bands did, but that was sick, so Mind Force is coming, I can't wait to see them again. Cause they, they, <laughs> it's funny, they're like, uh, the singer, he's like, Are you more kickboxing, do more kickboxing. He calls Moshin kickboxing. That's the first time I heard that, but I like it. Then uh, Fiddlehead. I can listen to it, but I normally wouldn't. I don't mind it. It's interesting. It's like one of those uh, hardcore anomaly bands that I'm like, okay, that's somehow on this festival. But I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Jesus Peace. That band is fucking huge too now. I like Jesus Peace. They uh, set it the fuck off. They make for a scary show. I can't wait to see them live. You got Comeback Kid. I've seen them fucking dozen times. I love them. I'm glad they're coming back through. Last time I seen them was with H2O. September of twenty nineteen, I can tell you when you fuck, because it was at that uh, a loving touch in Ferndale. Good times there. I only been to that place a couple times. I really liked it. I wish more shows happened there, but I don't know why they don't. Maybe they're scared. Then headlining, closing the fucking show, trash talk. I haven't seen them in a really long time either, as a lot of you have not. That'll make for a good time Lots of head walks, Lots of stage dives Smash someone's fucking face So now I'm gonna double back Trying to double back There's some shit going on There's a lot of shows happening in Detroit now Well, I'm lately I suppose And I'm gonna give a shout out to uh, The DHC Detroit Head Check Podcast in Z, and Z Because I went to their Instagram to get this list of shows that are coming up I'm going to run through them really, really quick. And the ones I think you should go to anyway. You got fuck, Code Orange at the Magic Stick. April 3rd with a Dying Wish and Loathe. Then, oh, now for April 4th. I fucking forgot that's a Monday. I probably won't be there. Death Before Dishonor. Cruel Hand. Year of the Knife. No, no. I know D-Block is also on that show. And uh, Bitter Truth from Grand Rapids is going to be on that show. Then uh, the 5th, oh my god, we're so busy at the Sanctuary again, Heart Attack Man, Blood Root, I don't know who any of these other bands are besides Heart Attack Man, Um, and Arms Length. Oh shit, then April 15th, I've been dying to see this band. Gridiron, Pain of Truth, Internal Bleeding, C4, Enemy of God, and Live It Down. That's going to be fucking Wild. I just farted. I don't know if you heard it or not. But it echoed off the wooden chair. I won't edit it out. There's a little more. <laughs> Sick fuck. It wasn't me. Anyway. Whatever. You only really need to know some April shows. Fucking for Jawbreaker. And Lucero and Smoking Popes on 420. Oh. oh yeah. Angel Dust on 418. The Webbed Wing and Spiritual Cramp. Who gives a fuck? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I like that band. But at um uh Edge Men, I'm going backwards here. Four sixteen April sixteenth at the Edge Men Screen Printing and Embroidery Shop in Clinton Township. This is like a this like a fun rock show. It's like a grunge rock. It's a uh, prize horse outside. Detroit head checks only. Normal, Ridgeway and Sulk. Check all that shit out. I'll do another podcast. We'll talk about more stuff. But that's all I have for you now. I appreciate people checking it out still. Hanging in there with me. I love doing it. I love you all who listen and give me feedback. Um, I find Terror on tour. Their new album comes out. I think it's on May 6th. May 6th and they'll be here in detroit may 20th with pain of truth and sanguisugabog and kublai khan never ending game is on that show it's gonna be fucking wild as shit at the magic stick like the old days headwalks for days getting drunk and eating pizza um thanks for checking it out share it i'll share your shit if you share mine Thank you, everybody. Check in again for another podcast episode. Sooner than later. Holla.
1: Everybody's a dog for you You never know what we get into Whether hanging out and drinking beer Crackheads and buns, guns and trucks It all happens right now Be careful where you step You never know who you might be stepping though. No. Many have walked away This is all I know That i here to stay I stay loyal. To the game. never get it for the fame I love this town, the spirit never fades Yo, from back in the day, this murder capital, USA The heart of this city comes through my veins This is Detroit, motherfucker, rap-rap. Detroit Motherfucker Burn him to death Suck it beware Damn, yeah, you get no love over here We smell fakes from miles away
2: It's the first time using Zoom on this computer, so I'm like trying to get it sorted out. Yeah, no problem,
0: man. Do what you gotta do.
2: Okay, yeah, we're good. You're good, you forget about me. <laughs> I just I had it uh, for whatever reason. I, I just noticed I was the one that said I'd be available at three EST, but when I put it in my calendar, I didn't convert it over, so I had it at three PM my time
0: okay like you're just chilling yeah. yeah i was just
2: chilling like oh i got i got plenty of time yeah
0: he's <laughs> like all right i'm ready when you are no.
2: yeah. <laughs> totally cool man
0: so well, i appreciate you doing it i know you got a lot fucking ramping up right now so i appreciate yeah. you taking an hour or so to talk some shit
2: yeah no problem yeah
0: so how's the weather out there in la is that where you are right now
2: uh yeah yeah it's great actually i mean it was uh it's crazy it's like so i, I don't i don't know it feels way crazier than it ever has before. And I know that like a lot of people talk about that it's global warming and this and that. And I, I, I really don't know, but it really seems extreme where it's like, you know, it was snowing up the street from me like a, a, a few weeks ago and it's like freezing cold. And then it was like a, it was rainstorm the other day. And now it's like almost 80 degrees. That's wild. Like one day then the next, it's like everything happening all at once. And, and like, <laughs> I don't know if it's like that it's in my head that people are always talking about this climate change and stuff or if it's always been like this but this seems crazy to me but I, I mean I'm not it's fine I like it it's like, yeah well uh, same here
0: right. Same here. Yeah. normally it's you know it could be in the mid-40s could be fucking 20 here in Michigan but uh, like but yesterday it was like 20 degrees and then it was like And the temperature kept uh, rising overnight. And then, but this morning, there was, like, ice storm. Like, the roads were all fucked up. Like, ice and sleet. But by tonight, it's going to be, like, 60 degrees. Like, what's happening?
2: (laughs) Exactly, yeah. I mean, who knows? But. (laughs) Yeah, what a global war. I don't know shit about that. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I just want it to be warm. It's springtime here. Fuck the ice. You know? Coming, yeah. So, uh. I mean like I said I appreciate you coming on and do this. There's a there's a whole wide resume you have rather than you know a lot of people probably know you from like terror and shit but you know there's so much more than that to you um like yeah. like like so Donnie Brook was that one of your first bands like bigger bands that you toured with or was there anything before that? That's as far as I can Yeah, out. no, I, I had
2: uh, me me and my older brother we we had a bunch of bands before cuz he sings in Donnie Brook. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Like basically every band we ever had leading up to that we were in together and uh it was always just local stuff you know you know like playing backyard parties and stuff like that around LA but uh then when we started Donnybrook that actually we actually like made it a point to you know record a real record and get distribution and so the record made its way around the country and then eventually into Europe and we toured Europe and stuff like that but uh that was the first band we had that actually went on tour and yeah. uh yeah so
0: yeah dude i remember seeing them at alvin's in detroit probably like oh uh, five maybe i think you came with like, the banner and terror then you came back with like hoods i got the fucking got the poster behind me hoods and shattered realm remember that one and black my heart yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's called the street brutality tour i'll never
2: <clears throat> i'll never forget that one Yeah, so
0: ignorant i love it
2: <laughs> it was crazy
0: yeah, yeah, I remember back in the day. That's when oh, fuck, shit was crazy, like fuck, Detroit. Like the scene was, everyone was violent as fuck. Is
2: yeah, and, yeah. I, was, I have there. a specific memory of playing in Detroit with um with Hundred Demons, and uh, I can't remember what the venue was, but it was in like a very very bad neighborhood, and uh, uh, and uh, Dogs of War played, and um, I think Hate Ink, maybe it was definitely like. Like a couple of like staple Detroit bands that, uh, that played the show with us. It was that
0: did, uh, the little um, 2500 Club. Was that where it was? That was it. I knew it was like
2: a number. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. A little tiny hole in the wall. Yeah. Off like, yeah. of Cass, I think, or somewhere over in that yeah. area. Yeah. Down the street from Alvin's.
2: Yeah. That was, uh, that, that, that show like just was burned into my mind just because like it really felt like, <clears throat> You know, I've, I've been going to Detroit for a lot of my life because my uh, family from Michigan, my father's from Michigan. And so, okay. and I still have family in, in Detroit. And so we've been going there back and forth since we were young, not all the time, but I've been there a bunch. And, uh, and you know, so I'm I'm aware of the nature of the city very well. And then, but, you know, over time, it, it, with bands like Cold As Life and stuff, it's like they they portray the perfect image of what Detroit is and you kind of like, once you get there and experience it and you see what it really is and you understand why these bands are the way that they are, it's like, it's just like very, uh, it's very memorable. So that show specifically like felt like it was like a a cold as life album, like projected into real life. And it was just, the cast of people that were there, it was just like such a grimy place. And like the vibe was crazy. And uh, yeah, just really, it really stands out to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah I remember that show for sure. But uh, uh like, see, like, I caught the uh, tail end of like, Hey Inc. I never got to see a uh, cold life when like Jeff was singing and all that shit. That was a little bit before my time. Uh, did you uh, ever catch them? Did they ever come out like on the West coast or do you ever?
2: Uh- we're no, sure no, I've, I never got a, I never got a chance to see like that era of cold. War. I don't think I can't. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I didn't. Yeah. Right. But uh, yeah, I just got to
0: represent though the terror zone <laughs> podcast, shit. Yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. it's a big, obviously one of the biggest bands out this way. And, and uh, they, you know, without them, there's a lot of shit, you know, there wouldn't be a lot of Detroit connections, you know, with, with scott you know in terror and his bands before that and uh yeah. fucking, like, the whole west coast i don't know much about or sorry east coast but like what about the west coast like hoods and shit you know they were yeah. always was really good coming out this way they'd go out there so you know, detroit yeah. was a staple it seemed um, in mean, a certain era because of Cold's life and shit like that
2: right right exactly yeah they were definitely yeah like champions of the of the scene in that area and mm-hmm. from from an outsider's perspective it seems like they did so much oh yeah to keep, yeah yeah to like you know make things happen and keep things going and and that sort of thing you know yeah, yeah especially especially early on you know sure. <clears throat> so so you
0: said you had family in detroit did you like your dad's from here you said
2: or did you grow up out this way oh uh, no I, I was born and raised in los angeles but uh my father my father, uh, was raised on a farm in Owasso, Michigan. Yeah. I know where that is. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, it's, I, it's pretty, pretty out there, but he, you know, he moved to LA at a young age and set up life here. And I was me, me and my brother and my sisters, we were all born here in LA. And, um, <clears throat> but his brothers and a lot of the family like stayed in Michigan. And one, one of, uh, one of my uncles is still, still there in Detroit. And, uh, yeah. So, you know, I would go there as a kid and visit family and stuff in Detroit. Yeah. I, I was like, it, it's probably exaggerated in my mind now because it happened so long ago, but uh, me and my brother always talk about, we we took a trip out there when we were kids to to go to the farm in Olasa, but we, you know, we went, we stopped in Detroit first and visited uh, my, my father's brother and their family and stuff. And we, we have this memory of going through Detroit. So this had to have been in the, uh, in the early 90s. <clears throat> and it just seemed like it was out of a movie. I have these memories of like actual like cars on blocks, you know, and trash cans on fire, like something that you would see in like post-apocalyptic, like some RoboCop shit. <laughs> like that. And yeah. I really feel like that's what it was like at the time. It was like legitimately like burned out buildings that look like an actual war zone. You know, yeah. Yeah. it's gotten a lot better since then, clearly. And man, especially, I mean, just the, sh- you know, I don't know the decade or so of going to um, uh, what's the, uh, the the magic stick. Yep. Like seeing that the first time I went to that venue, I don't know, maybe like early to mid two thousands or something to now still going there and just the drastic change in the, the way the venue is or the the, the neighborhood that the venues in, like my first time going there was like, everything across the street was abandoned and blown out and you know just like basically like drug houses and stuff oh yeah and now it's like all cleaned up and there's other stuff around there you know it's not just like isolated in this weird Mm -hmm. kind of like yeah
0: yeah yeah, there's lots of new bars and
2: like like hipster shit and like fucking micro breweries and uh yeah which i i understand the downside of you know of when a community goes through that sort of thing. And then and then you got someone like me who comes in and I'm like, oh, cool. I'm in this area for the night and there's other stuff to do. And I don't have to like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, maybe worry about someone breaking into the- Oh yeah,
0: for sure. It's, right. a, it's a way more positive thing than it is negative. A lot of people in the area, you know, whoever lived there before, I never lived there, so I don't give a fuck. Yeah. There's more stuff for me to do as well. You know, I just live a couple miles away, but it's like even before they built the new um, hockey arena, uh, Little Caesars Arena, that's where the Pistons play and the Red Wings and yeah. And the um Ford Field for the Lions is right across the street from that and then there's there's new bars and there's two oh, theaters yeah, and shit. So it really is has been uh built up the past like decade or so like you said and, uh, and it's good to see cuz you can go down there and like feel you know safe like it's like I don't want to leave my car on the fucking street like 10 years ago you when you go to the Magic Stick cuz you never know right. everything's going to be missing. You know that yeah. for sure happens
2: yeah. but uh I mean, that still feel I still feel that at um, is it is it Harpos with the the super tall? Oh, it's yeah, and yeah. that neighborhood is like that's that's a crazy ass place. That's like that oh I the feel like of Detroit. everyone should experience something like that so that they're not spoiled, you know, they're you don't grow up your life like not realizing the reality of what happens in in some parts of this country. That's like a a snapshot of like the true you know, the true ghetto of Fuck ghettos man. of America, you know, it's bad.
0: It's yeah. Yeah, dude. I have a, I know that play plays been a really long time, but even it, it hasn't gotten any better, like maybe worse, to be honest, since yeah, <laughs> forever, you know, and the first time I ever went to is it was a, uh, it was hate breed and uh, agnostic front and fucking uh, love is red played there. And I was uh, probably 17 or 16 or 17. And, uh, my sister she dropped us off like me and my friend dropped us off like right on the corner there's like a white castles right there and i was like yeah. what the fuck just instantly like getting asked for money like people harassing you and shit i'm like a, we just got to get into this venue and then like, everybody treats you like shit there too like yeah. Like, <laughs> I was like yeah they treat you like you know, <laughs> yeah. anybody else in the neighborhood i'm like i'm just a fucking i'm just a nerd dude leave me alone <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, that,
2: yeah i was actually there not too long ago it must have been like uh you know two three years ago or something like that or something like that yeah i don't know and it was a hate
0: breed um and a crow
2: mags obituary yeah yeah how long what was that three years ago or something yes yeah, like april of uh, 2018 or 19 yeah. yeah yeah that was yeah and it was like that was my first time there actually oh, okay i okay. always heard about it you know harpos is a legendary spot for for detroit and um uh, yeah, that was my first time there. And I always knew that it was, you know, I was warned about the neighborhood and stuff. But then going there and actually seeing it and then having basically like the guys working there were just like, hey, just like we're not trying to be like dramatic here. But like, be careful. Watch out. Don't go too don't go too far from the venue. <laughs> don't for sure, That kind of thing. And I was like, yeah, yeah I, I get it. You know, I'll uh, I'll heed that warning. Yeah, but. It was yeah. great. I had a great experience and
0: Right. Shit. Yeah, yeah, you know, as long as you mind your business for and don't yeah, wander I, too far, you're probably all right. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, I've been, you know, I've been around for a minute, so I've mm-hmm. seen shit and I kind of know sure. how to how to avoid the worst. But yeah. Right. Yeah. how was it like a like growing up in
0: LA? Like were you in like a decent part or, you know, is it like a, a sketchy oh, area when you grew up?
2: I I you know, it's hard to say like I would never I would never call it sketchy because like, I don't know. To me, LA is a lot different than like, like, let's say Detroit where it's like, it's very obvious when you're in a bad neighborhood, LA kind of like, for the most part, most of it looks the same and you don't really know. Yeah. (laughs) The palm trees kind of like it, like it puts up this facade where you feel like you're in paradise no matter what. And um so and and plus you know it's like where you grow up you just it's it just is what it is and you don't really think about it and you know my parents did the their best to not you know have us grow up in a in an awful environment but i will say that like the part that i did grow up in it was just like normal that they, you know it was like there was a lot of gangs in our little our little part of the city and uh in my high school and stuff like that and we lived you know our house was normal and everything it wasn't like some we definitely didn't like grow up in some you know run down neighborhood it was like my they did their best and it was nice i felt like i had a nice upbringing but you know we lived in a right behind our house was like a series of alleys, alleyways and stuff and it was all low-income housing back there and there was always a lot of shit happening right behind our house you know it's just like constant kind of like turf war classic turf war shit where fools are like doing graffiti getting crossed out oh yeah shooting shooting every now and then it wasn't like it wasn't crazy where it was like every night you know drive-bys or nothing nothing at all like that but things were happening you know it was like pretty customary to have you know the helicopter flying around looking for some people back there and stuff and uh you know there was like the To me, what seems like typical stuff that you would go through in a, in a, in a Los Angeles neighborhood of like, you know, gang activity and the, the prospect of going that route, you know, kids I grew up with, like a lot of them became gang members and stuff. And my high school was a little wild sometimes, but, um. I don't know. I, I don't definitely not like nothing you would see in like fucking Boys on the Hood or anything like that. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> you know. Yeah, yeah. You know um, when it comes to mind is movie colors, is what I think of when I think of yeah, LA, like the uh, yeah. I mean, L. A. in the eighties was definitely a lot crazier, but um, yeah, uh, I yeah, I don't know. It's I I think it was pretty normal. I mean, I, I saw my share fair fair share of things and experienced stuff, but I don't right. I don't think it was like terrible or anything. I don't think it was any you know, Detroit shit or nothing like that. But, but yeah, it was, uh, you know, it was okay. <laughs> cool,
0: man. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, the reason why I, uh, I was asking is kind of like, how do you, depending on what kind of neighborhood you grew up in, like how do you find like the music that has influenced yeah. you? You know, it's like, where does that come from? If you're in like a shit neighborhood, because like a lot of right. people don't <clears throat> listen to hardcore um, underground shit.
2: Then I feel like in a, in like a, you know, a neighborhood like that, uh, punk is very especially at that time is very attractive because it's a bunch of other people going through a similar thing where it's like you're kind of aware of your surroundings and it's not the best situation and you gravitate towards something that's like angry and has a message of of social awareness so i think that you know from my experience of being a kid and listening to punk that's like what you're drawn to that sort of thing because your surroundings are kind of like chaotic and you you find this thing that like speaks to you and your situation that you're in, you know? So in my neighborhood, there was like a lot of punk happening. There was like local bands. There was always like <clears throat> backyard shows going on because that's like here, that's what we have. We don't have, no one really has basements here. so like the classic East coast basement show doesn't happen here. It's always like a backyard show because the weather permits outdoor partying at any time, you know? Hell yeah. 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 So that's like our version of the basement show. So that was like always happening. So um, yeah, punk was pretty there. So I, I'm from a, I'm from an area called South Whittier and like above the, above the tracks and above the boulevard is uptown And there was always like a crazy concentration of punks up there and like real punks, like mohawks and leather jackets and chains and all that stuff. And they would just like hang out up there in the streets. There was always like a good pack of like 20 of them or so. And that was like, I never, me and my brother never looked like that. You know, we were always just, you know, kind of shaved head and normal looking guys, but (laughs) we were always attracted to that that sort of lifestyle and, you know, being from LA and, knowing that the history of L.A. punk, you know, some of the greatest bands in the world, Bad Religion, Black Flag, Circle sure. George that. yeah, we just kind of, like, it was a no-brainer for us. We just, like, got into it immediately. Once we, uh, once we found out it existed, we, like, really jumped into it.
0: Yeah. Is there any bands <clears throat> that were, like, local then that are bigger now that, that you were watching, like, when you were coming up in the punk scene? Yeah. Like,
2: um, uh, Nothing. There was the stuff that like I would say is like big now with stuff that was already big at that point, you know, like like Bad Religion was the the huge one for us. That's what that's what actually like set us in motion was finding out about Bad Religion and then just exploding from there and like finding out about all the bands they played with and other bands they had been in and blah, blah, blah. And like getting, you know, punk compilations with them on it and a bunch of other bands they were like the big one. And then um, the Vandals was, the, they're not actually from LA. They're from Riverside, I think, which is like next door. But uh, that was the first, the first like proper show that we went to that was at a real venue. The showcase theater was, was the Vandals like in the early nineties.
0: And so they're
2: still around. I mean, they still play shows. I oh think yeah, they're,
0: they're crazy. All. I love the Vandals, man. Yeah. It's like I one of the most, the you know,
2: influential kind of OG punks of that time, you know? And, um, yeah, I, all the local bands, like really, really local bands that were around then just, uh, stayed that way, you know, okay. they, they were local and never really broke out of that aside from, uh, you know, this band, the Bronx. Yeah, for sure. Like the, uh, not all, definitely not all the members, but, uh, Matt, the singer, um, he's from around here too. And like, he went to high school with one of what the, so when Donnybrook first started, we had two singers and. The other guy, our, our homie, Bo Thompson, who we grew up with, he went to high school with Matt, and they knew each other when we were kids. And, like, they had a band called Brotherhood of Death back in the day that we would go see. But then the Bronx started, and so they kind of, like, they kicked off, and, you know, they're, they're still doing yeah, their thing. Yeah, the up, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's, like, the closest thing that I have to it, but, but yeah.
0: Cool, man. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Were you ever able to catch a sublime before Bradley died? Was that uh, I never that did.
2: Yeah. I don't even know when did he actually die. Like, that I think was... in ninety six. Uh, okay, yeah, I never never got a chance to see them yet. Yeah, I like t- truthfully, I didn't appreciate them until later in my life. Oh, okay, because at that time, you know, it's like uh, I I graduated high school in ninety nine, and so the years that i had in high school when i was like i'm i am a punk rocker that, that kind of thing yeah sublime to me just didn't do it it was like the the person the average person who likes sublime in my you know my age in high school was like to me was the worst you know it was, it was like was poser like, music <laughs> yeah you know it's like i was in in you know 90 uh 95 to 99 when i was in high school it was like all i cared about was you know, victory records hardcore, like strife was our local band Fuck and they that. were the greatest band ever to me or like that era of earth crisis hate breed all that stuff so i had that to look at and then to to see sublime shit i was like nah that's <laughs> too soft that's, that's, yeah 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 but then you know once i got out of that kind of like narrow-minded high school phase yeah real, like oh they get sublime's got some jams like for sure for sure, sure. Yeah. For sure.
0: Yeah, so shit, man. Um so besides Terror and Donnie Brook, you have a whole other list of bands that you you participate in these days. You want to give a rundown real quick of some some of your yeah. active
2: bands? So, uh I play guitar for a band called Sabalba, and uh we uh we just we've been playing a bunch of shows lately because it's the 15 year anniversary of the band. So, we just did a weekend you know we played LA went up to Oakland and then like the weekend before we were in Kentucky and played the life and death brigade fest and yeah I then, was
0: there man that was fucking oh awesome, shit okay dude. Cool. that shit was so cool
2: yeah yeah so yeah I mean luck it was cool that we got to do that you know just kind of like flying around we flew there did that and got caught in the crazy snowstorm and all that and then uh, from there flew to Austin and played one show in Austin then went back home and then like uh, not this weekend, but the next weekend after we're going to the East Coast and we're doing like the Philly area, Richmond, and then flying down to Florida and doing Miami and Tampa. And uh yeah, so that's like it's an active band, but I, you know, I wouldn't say that it's like, you know, we're not good, we're not gonna be doing any like month-long tours or anything like mm-hmm. that because everyone involved in the band has a lot of other stuff going on. So it's just kind of like this like weekend warrior type thing.
0: Yeah. For sure. So that,
2: yeah. <clears throat> I got that. And then uh God's hate also, who of course. also played we played uh Life and Death Brigade a couple weeks ago. We're coming to Detroit soon yeah yeah.
0: yeah june for that uh, i'm tied down fast Tied down yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah that's gonna be sad that's a fucking that's a cool fest lineup man I'm, yeah it looks I'm pretty excited cool, for it
2: yeah 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 so and then you know some of our other friends from here are gonna be out there too section hates playing and uh yeah it's a trash talk too right I yep think. yep trash talk but yeah. so that'll be it'll be cool to have like a little you know west coast presence over there in in detroit yeah
0: yeah, it'd be uh, it'd be interesting because I've never been to the um, venue that it's at. It's at the uh, Russell Industrial Center, but I know it's like a,
2: it's more like a corporate type venue. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't. I, I didn't even realize. I thought. In my head, I just assumed since it was like a festival and it was a bigger event, I thought it would have been at the Maje- Majestic is the yeah. Yeah. That's one, a complex. But... Yeah, there's like three stages there, yeah. Yeah, Majestic and then Magic Stick and yeah. Mm,
0: yeah, that. then they use the, you know where that uh, pizza place is downstairs? Yeah, yeah. Well, they'll clear that out and just band oh, play that bar floor, which is really I've cool. I've seen yeah. that
2: before, actually. Yeah. That I've played a show at the Magic Stick upstairs and then come down when the show was over and then bands were playing down in the bottom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a cool man. That's a really like, that is, you guys are very fortunate to have something like that. That's like been there for that long and kind of like has been able to maintain a lot of it's uh, a lot of it's like DIY Oh, for sure. Heart to it, you know, mm-hmm. even though it's gone through I think it's gone through some like owner changes and stuff like that. And yeah, remodeling yeah, for, and all this kind of stuff. But
0: yeah. Yeah, for a minute know. there, it, like after it was like when you know the early or like mid 2000s then it was like it was like a punk and hardcore like DIY place, but then um I don't know if it was like money issues or whatever, but then like another Another company bought it and it was like a techno yeah. place, it was like a rave place. I don't know, it was like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, nothing like I stopped going there after that. Like, but I know it was more like EDM and like techno shit was there for a lot of the time, but they've uh transitioning back. I don't know if it was just like a bigger crowd still would show up to like punk and hardcore shows or or whatnot, but it, it's I'm glad to go there more often because I didn't go there. For for probably a good five seven years and now oh,
2: okay now I, mean, yeah, shows I wasn't yeah. aware of yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's it's crazy how that kind of thing happens you know and like someone like me who's been fortunate enough to like go to a place like Detroit pretty consistently over a, a long amount of time and being able to see the changes and you know it's like I've been I've been playing that venue for over a decade which is insane you know it's like <laughs> yeah. it's like. It fe- it's familiar to me. It's like, I'm, you know, halfway across the, the country and I'm like, oh yeah, here, here I am again. I know, you know, like pizza yeah. eat, eat here and like, you know, <laughs> drink at that bar over there and do this. Yeah. Thing and this, yeah. Go bowling if you want, you know. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. But man, having that is like incredible when you're on tour and. Oh yeah, for sure. It's like, you look forward to that night. Oh, this is going to be the night where we like all hang out and we, you know, get to bowl for free and they take care of us. And you know, the show's going to be awesome because the venue's great. The stage is cool. And, you yeah. know, people in Detroit are always always manage to have a good show. Yeah. So.
0: And then you'll be here with Terror in May. I believe, like, May 20th yeah. or something like that. Yeah, that, yeah that's yeah, a really yeah, cool yeah. fucking... That's a cool lineup, man. You got Pain of Truth, NeverEnding Games yeah. gonna play. And yeah. that other band. I can't say that. Say it for me.
2: Say it for me. It's Sanguasugabog. Sanguasugabog.
0: I'm like, I yeah, can't even... And
2: and it's it's awesome that we managed to get a tour together with them like that's a band that like when they're when they're first uh I'm pretty sure it was the demo that came out like I was pretty I was onto it kind of quickly Mm -hmm. someone someone recommended it to me can't remember who and it's like uh, I listened to a lot of you know metal and stuff and and I checked them out I was like oh this is incredible it's just like meathead meathead metal you know like very very primitive and very heavy and um then we ended up like, I think we kind of like chatted back and forth. I'll, I'll, I'll Every now and then I'll pop into Twitter and use the terror Twitter. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I noticed that there was like some crossover happening where I could tell that someone in the band or multiple people in the band definitely were, you know, listen to hardcore, like, or were hardcore kids that are playing metal or something like that. And we, so we started chatting and then we finally came across each other and played a show together in Florida. And it turns out that like, you know, a few of the guys grew up, they're, they're a little younger than us, but they grew up like going to terror shows and stuff, but were metalheads metal heads and started this metal band. And so we finally like met face to face and like had this like cool interaction and talked about, you know, how it was just, it's just really crazy to see these like full, this like full blown death metal band be like, yeah, like I've been going to see you guys play for a long time. And you know, that, that crossover happens a lot especially now more than ever i feel like because uh the generation a little younger than us who would go go to hardcore shows a lot of them ended up really really you know getting into the whole death metal thing so there's like a lot of these death metal bands now that you know were 16 17 years old going to their local hardcore shows and stuff oh yeah you know they just happen to be metal heads or whatever yeah yeah (laughs) so it's like and that's what I'm used to because that's how it was when i was when I was young. It was like the mixture was very apparent, and over time like the lines kind of got hard mm-hmm. between you know it was like this and that and everything kind of segregated, but it seems like nowadays it's um it's kind of like mixing up a lot more, yeah that's so, good, yeah, because back a
0: while ago, it seemed like well, at least in uh, the Detroit area it seemed like there's like a metal and like hardcore kids in the same show. Like it probably wasn't like a good, it's like something crazy might happen. You know, like Yeah. I don't have any, um, uh, examples, but it always seemed that if there was like a group of like long haired people, like, it's like, uh, this is going to be a weird night. You know?
2: I, I, yeah, I totally understand. I went through that too. When I, you know, when I was like late teenager getting into my twenties and like witnessing the whole, like, witnessing hate breed happen you know where it was like yeah yeah,
0: that
2: that's what stands out to me the most in that time where it was like you know I was young and I would see hate breed play at our normal venues you know like the showcase theater and stuff like that you know and it was like a just a straight up hardcore show and then as their popularity grew they would have to go to different venues and I you know so I, I witnessed that transition of when it started they started appealing to the metal crowd a lot and then it like then this clash started happening Mm -hmm. and I was involved in a lot of those clashes because I was just like a dumb young angry kid and I was kind of like in that weird jealous mentality of like oh this is my band not your band I grew up going to see them play yeah coming around you know that whole (laughs) that whole bullshit which is oh yeah it's silly but I understand why people feel that way and so like you know but it's crazy to think that like that's not, it It shouldn't be that way first of all because you know like if you look at metal shows from you know a long time ago like there's this classic video of uh obituary playing in in um i think it's arizona like this venue called the marquee and it's just like insanity it's like they start playing and it's like a thousand stage dives happen immediately well <laughs> i don't know what happened at one point metalheads like Started getting mad at that sort of thing. So like, if they were at a show where there was a mix of hardcore kids and metalheads, and like a kid would stage dive, and then the dude would get mad, like "Don't do that bullshit," or like yeah. you know, that karate stuff, or that. Kind right. Of yeah,
0: thing. I would say it could be the and, mosh for sure. You know, because yeah, are, yeah. So when they're swinging fists uh, and they're trying to push, you know, fucking circle pit or push around, and you know, you're getting right, and right. People get upset. Yeah.
2: yeah yeah so that sort of disconnect happened where there was like a then a like a hard hard line was drawn between the two but sure i'm noticing in my personal opinion i'm noticing that that's uh changing it seems like it's kind of the worlds are mixing a lot more again you know and yeah for us to be able to go on tour like we just recently uh toured with dying fetus Mm -hmm. and you know we did that hate breed obituary tour we've always kind of like played with Metal bands, even like back in the day when I first when I first started playing with Terry, you know, some of my first tours were like straight up metal tours. You know, we played shows with Cannibal Corpse, we In Flames, and we did we did this tour with like Behemoth and all this shit. And then we would go to Europe, and the the mixture over there is like way crazier. You know, we play these big, like we'll play a metal. We played this metal festival in Czech Republic. We've been there a few times, and it's like, you know, uh, we we play our set you know whatever middle of the day and it's awesome like a totally good show it might be a barricade or whatever but we'll have a really good show and like the people in the crowd are feeling it and then right after us like you know I saw Carpathian Forest play and then (laughs) Emperor played the first one of their first shows back and stuff and to be able to like mix in with that kind of crowd is like really cool for us because I always felt like it was you know there's there's definitely differences between the two scenes or whatever but you know we should all be able to kind of come together on certain, sure certain yeah things. especially yeah. like huge
0: events like that like yeah like and, some of those crazy like tours over there in in like, Europe, by like the open air and all that stuff like uh mm-hmm. have you guys played any like insane crowds like hundred thousand people crowds and shit like, that, like the outdoor fests yeah, I, I don't know about a hundred. Hundred is a lot, but <laughs> well, yeah, you see how big like the that. crowd is. It looks like a hundred thousand. I don't know. Yeah, yeah,
2: like we'll play at um, the Hellfest in France and Clisson, France, and like I would say the stage that we've done that we I don't I can't remember if we've played on the main stage or. Anyways, yeah, we've we've played that one. That one's huge, and like there's this one uh, they do in Germany called With Full Force. And we've played on the main stage there, and that was like I think something like thirty thousand people. Which thirty thousand people, when you're on stage, looks like a million. You know, <laughs> like that. It looks like when uh, like Met- I think it's Metallica played in Russia or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pantera, people. People. something like that. Yeah, that's how it feels when you're up there. Yeah, yeah. But, but think- yeah, that so that whole crossover thing, I think, is like amazing. That it's it's uh it's always been there, but I feel like right now it's in a really good place and. For us to be doing that tour and have you know Pain of Truth playing, and then Kublacon which is like you know a more um, like the world it, to me like the world of of Pain of Truth and kublacon are are a little different, even though it's all under the same umbrella. So it's like two bands representing two small smaller sub uh, genres of the whole thing. Yeah, then you have sang with Sugabag like in the middle, like, it's just like, I'm excited to see how it all goes. And I think it's going to be really cool to bring all the different, um, just like different little sections all together, you know? Yeah. And Yeah, yeah. Especially with the whole, the death metal thing. And, and you know, like uh, we, Terror just released a song recently that's coming out on our new record in May and Corpse Grinder from Cannibal Corpse is on the song, and so it's just like the you know, the crossover again is like happening on on all angles, and we want to really sure, it.
0: yeah. Man, I dig the new song, I was excited if I hear something new. It's it's been too long, but you always get, you get excited when when Tara puts out a new song, you know,
2: yeah, we're definitely excited to release it, yeah. And it's really cool, too. We're doing yeah. a. It's. I, I guess I can talk about it now because the song's already out. But um, we're doing a flexi with that song and another song on the B side, and it's going to be released along with a uh, Maggot Stomp, who is a label that does all the new modern death metal. I, f- I think Sang Sang with Sugabog is on Maggot Stomp, and then like um, Two Hundred Stab Wounds and like okay. yeah, Mortal Wound. All these like newer death metal bands. And the guy who runs the label, which this is a crazy fact that not a lot of people know. His name is Scott McGrath. He used to run a label out here. Well, he he lives here. I'm not, I can't remember where he's from, but Maggot Stomp is here. But also his first label was here too. And uh, it's called Takeover Records. And Takeover released the terror demo. And oh shit, way back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so this dude Scott has been around and involved with terror since the very beginning. And then, you know, then he started his trajectory, went like a different way and he started maggot stomp and he's like now like the premier death metal label. And here we are again, back with him releasing, you know, doing a release with him. So it's just like this really, really cool history that we have with this guy and his labels. And then it all goes along with, you know the cannibal corpse the angle and all all this crazy stuff you know and the artwork um that we're using for the uh for the flexi was done by this dude rock who he was in this band called sadistic execution from australia and it's like just some of the coolest shit ever is like his artwork is like super distinct and he's a legend in uh in you know in the metal world and especially for his artwork yeah so it's like all this shit like just trying to like use all angles to like do something cool and different you know and uh it's okay. all coming together yeah
0: yeah man it, 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 and i know you've got your hands in other bands as well like uh is there anything uh, so i didn't know this but so you're part of the band skinhead too or is that yeah. just like a mix up on discogs <laughs> yeah know. no no
2: yeah yeah i recorded uh i i the demo was done by just uh, the skull man is the singer of the band okay. and it, it's his brainchild and he recorded everything on the demo himself and then the there's a new there's new songs that are coming out and i actually did guitar tracks on that so yes i and the band has played one show so far and i played i played guitar at the show yeah so
0: is it the fya uh, pre-show or whatever that so, was yeah so okay
2: so because you know it's like i can't say that i'll be at every show because with you know scheduling gets crazy sometimes mm-hmm. and i can't fully commit to something like that but if i'm around and the band is going to play then i will definitely play yeah
0: hell yeah <laughs> yeah i was like skinner was <laughs> yeah like, what the fuck i was like for really
2: i have no idea I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Band so, of course he is no yeah. there's that and um every yeah i don't know man i i kind of lose track of these things now i mean uh oh so sometimes i'll play with the van king nine yeah yeah for sure
0: that's what i was gonna ask yeah yeah
2: that that's you know i've done like tours here and there with them um criminal instinct is another band that it's like it's like uh you know i'm an active member of the band but we hardly ever get to play and um so it's like very very inactive but um yeah i'm sure there's a time for it all (laughs) it it barely happens i mean and i work a full-time job so it gets crazy and then and then like you uh you know mentioned in the message sound and fury i've had you know a couple of years off of that because we had we all had a couple of years off from life recently but Mm -hmm. um 2022 it's back so a lot of time has been dedicated to making that happen
0: the past year or so cool that's fucking great yeah, yeah. because that's a big giant fest for uh in the west coast so
2: have you always and I'm like did you start that or uh, no just no help my one of my best friends sean riley who i do it with now he he was in the beginning it was him and then a couple other guys todd jones who's original guitar player of terror who played your yeah. nails and stuff. And then uh, mm-hmm. our, our other friend, Bob Shed. They, they started it together and they did it for, I was always like a part of it in, a, in the sense of like, you know, participating, playing, you know, just general kind of like support, helping out in whatever way that I could, because, you know, he's one of my best friends and I was just always, you know, there for him. And then uh, they did it together for the first man. Uh, it's hard to remember maybe like five five years or four years then they then these this other group of guys came in took it over and then they did it for a while but then they had i can't remember what year it was like 2013 or somewhere around there 14 they had they canceled it, like it was supposed to be happening that year and canceled it and then it was like dormant for a few years nothing was happening and then twenty. 2016 i mean me and sean riley together brought it back so that was my 2016 was my first like full full involvement in the festival and then since then it's been me me and sean and our you know a a couple other friends who help out a great you know a great deal oh yeah Um, nice But yeah so yeah yeah, i wasn't like there to start it but i was there for the you know for the whole thing always uh there's only one year that I actually missed. And that I every year before that I was either there, you know, hanging out or playing or some, you know, there sure. in some capacity. Yeah. So. Is it two so, or yeah. three days? How long is that fest? Two days. Two or three? days. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, there was a time where it was three days, but um, in my experience of playing a lot of festivals, around three days is just a little too much for me. Yeah. Personally, so. I wanted to apply that to us and just be like, hey, let's just let's do what we do, what we need to do in two days and give everyone that third day to chill, you know, for sure. Like if you're going you're gonna to be gone for the weekend, give them a day, especially if you're coming to L.A. from somewhere else. You want I want to give people a day to like experience the city and not have to listen to music.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, it makes total sense. Yeah, because I've only been like a few fests, but that um LDB is like, fuck, like two full days. I was like, that was a lot, you know, and I was like, it's definitely oh, a lot. Yeah, it wasn't and, really nowhere uh, to sit either, which is fine, whatever. Like a DIY space, like they don't have a, <laughs> a thousand chairs. I just went, I just walked out to my car, just sat out there.
2: I was like, i yeah. chill here,
0: but you know, I wish there's somewhere to sit and listen to music. You got to go outside to fucking get
2: comfortable. <laughs> exactly yeah and then you go outside there and it's like you know minus whatever and fucking snowstorm <laughs>
0: that was ridiculous yeah, Kentucky, that was crazy too. for
2: me man i couldn't believe that yeah <clears throat> so well, yeah i mean man, it is
0: what it is so fucking so sound of fury is happening this year what
2: are the dates can you say the dates majority yeah, say yeah. uh yeah. july 30th and 31st is like the actual you know what we do is uh we do the two days and then both the day before is a kickoff event, you know, and we don't all, it's not always a show. It's been a show in the past sometimes, but one time we did like just an event where basically what we want to do is like give people the chance to get into town the day before, go do something fun and also check in that day and get your wristband and stuff so that the day of the fest, the next day, you're not Waiting in line forever to like you know get your credentials or whatever. So yeah. we want to give everyone that day before to kind of like you know get into the swing of things. And yeah, meet with your friends or whatever. You know, it's sure. like people are coming from all over the place, and you know, part a huge part of what we do. You know, this whole this whole hardcore thing is like the community aspect of it. Mm-hmm. So we want to encourage that more than anything. Is like yo, make friends and hang out with each other see your friends who you who live in a different state that you haven't seen in a while that kind of thing yeah so. that
0: is cool you know because with with social media and everything it's really easy to meet like new people who are into the same shit and you are right. all, go, all going to the same fest it's kind of kind of hard to sit and have a conversation when there's a bunch of bands that's that cool. are on constantly that's so cool. so yeah that's pretty cool and also with the i'm um, a wristband thing like if you're standing in line you might miss the first or or second band, which sucks. Like and the yeah. thing, I thought I was there on time. I was good to go. Then I turned the corner,
2: it's a big giant line. It's like a oh, line fuck. went around the. Well, yeah, I heard. I heard yeah. about that. It's unfortunate, you know. It's like I know that a lot of times it's out of their hands, you know. I, I'm For sure. sure, I'm pretty sure it was like a security issue where mm-hmm. you know because I did notice that. Anytime, it was a much organization
0: like, in the beginning.
2: Yeah. Anytime someone Say. walked in, you know, they had the little wand and they were wanding everyone, and it's like when you do that one person at a time and there's, you know, however many hundreds of people there, it's like, damn, that's like, yeah. That's, yeah. The other guy was on cross, a cell phone, know? like not paying attention and shit. Yeah, and it was one guy too. So yeah. it's, it's, yeah, it's really, it's really hard to kind of like gauge all of that and, mm-hmm. you know, make things happen as smooth as possible. Right. And that's something that I've always tried. I've always been mindful of that sort of thing. Mostly from my experience of getting, I'm like lucky enough to go to all these different cities and experience the different festivals that happen around this country and then go overseas and see how they do things and kind of like take the bits and pieces of knowledge that I get and like things that I don't like and throw those out the window and then oh, that's a cool idea that sort of thing and just kind of like, you know, then bring it all together and try yeah that is a good
0: idea because there is a lot of um, trial and error in that and right right yeah being as a show participator you're always you know, yeah you see the chaos you just show up and play but right. then you see the clusterfuck going on you know and
2: yeah so, it so can cool, be man. yeah it can be crazy and so it's like and the most to me the most important thing is the people that are coming obviously because it's like you know it's like they're 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 buying a ticket and coming to your event and a lot of times they're they're coming from out of town they're flying somewhere they're getting or they're driving fucking 24 hours you know with their friends in the car anyways they get to your town and they need to stay somewhere and they you know so it's like they put so much effort into being there so the number one thing is like making the user experience you know good and and giving them as much giving them as much as you possibly can you know because Mm -hmm. goddamn like that's rough like you know driving somewhere flying somewhere being there for the whole weekend staying there like you know hearing so many bands day after day and then like yeah it's like give them what they need to to make them comfortable i guess for sure
0: yeah yeah Yeah, how's everything going in la you know these days anyway like is every is everything like opened up pretty well like is the fest or or is there you know like how some places like you're not vaccinated you can't fucking go or is it uh it's pretty open
2: it's pretty open from my experience. Yeah. I, I mean, I haven't, uh, everything appears to be open to me. I don't, Good. I can't think of anything unless something like permanently closed because mm-hmm. they couldn't, um, you know, they couldn't withstand the whole shutdown thing. But, uh, I do, you know, I, I got, I, I did get vaccinated like really early on because I was like, yo, I need to, uh, in my, my vision of the, the world at the time, I was like, look, if I'm ever gonna want to like tour again, especially leave the country, I know I'm gonna have to do this. Yeah, so, for sure. Well, you know, I did it, and so I do get asked every now and then. And I just have like a little app on my phone. I just show them this thing, whatever. Yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah. And uh, but not not always. It's only like, I think at this point, it's up to the discretion of the business. I don't think it's like a citywide thing where they have to do that. Okay. So, yeah, well, that's cool
0: because you know they only see like what's on TV. There's not a live camera in everyone's face in LA. So you're like, like some places are shut down. Hear people saying crazy things about you know like uh, New York and LA and their mayors. I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I can do whatever I want here. You know?
2: Yeah. At this point, I don't even, I don't even watch news anymore, man. It's just like it's, clearly, oh, it's so gross. It's so no gross. point. There's like it's not news is not news. It's just, no. a, it's all just opinions. A, it's a marketing platform and. Uh, yeah, it's just not it's not worth my uh, it's not worth my personal time. I got no,
0: no, 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 no. To do, yeah. Ugh,
2: it's so like it's just gross <laughs> to even talk about.
0: <laughs> like yeah, it's yeah. so exhausting, it is, all of it.
2: Yeah, it is very very exhausting. Yes, yeah, so, and when you watch, you know, when you watch all these news outlets, it makes life even more exhausting. You know, it's because mm. like, if you really just pay attention and and you watch the news constantly, it's like it's nothing but. Just the worst of the worst, you know. Yeah. And it just makes, if you focus on it, it's just like, okay, it's like, well, the worldly, the you, know, <laughs> yeah. you know, afraid of everything and, uh, you know, yeah, and sad. yeah, like, then Putin and Russia and this and that. Yeah, like, I, I'll uh, get uh, caught up in it sometimes and I'll start reading things and I'm like, oh my God, this is it, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's nuke done up. for, you know, but. <laughs> Uh, you know even if we are i don't know i'm not going to focus on that you know yeah it's yeah.
0: It, it's like just hardcore goes on you know so that's yeah a, yeah exactly. that's a good thing like, like yeah. and that's what everybody was looking forward to it's seen which is um after well everything like settled down um everybody's coming back to shows there's so many fucking shows and everything just it has a kickstarter with fucking jet fuel like there's so many shows and and uh, you know it's and it's everything anybody could ask for i guess and now you got it motherfucker you got it taken away and now it's here so it's good to see people come back and support everybody
2: i agree fully yeah it's it's really it's really nice to to have to have this again you know because man it was that was crazy when i think like you know i got through it and i stuck it out and everything and it was like it kind of like what, is a blur now you know thinking back the idea that for basically 2 years we were all like just sitting in our homes all day long. Like, oh my God, it's crazy to think about it. But, uh, you know, now here we are. Like it, we just, terror just went to the UK. We flew over, we went to England and, and played a bunch of shows. And that was like surreal, especially because that's something that we've been doing. You know, we did that. We do that every year, multiple times a year for the mm-hmm. past you know i've i've been playing in the band for like 16 years now and so to have that like all of a sudden stop and then have that that uncertainty of when it was going to happen again and have the man uh so tr- it was like traumatic to have things booked thinking like oh this will all be done in a few months or whatever let's book Right, 10 you days, in, 10 days. It's like, you know, oh, shit, no. Okay, push it, push it back, push it back, cancel that, cancel that, that's canceled. And then like, oh, hopefully we're going to be able to do it in the, you know, the winter. And then it's like, you know, you stick it out and wait. And then a month before it's like, we're not going to be able to do this, cancel that too, you know? So I like legitimately like it made me like when we went to the UK recently, I didn't believe it was going to happen even flying there, I was like, no way we're going to play these shows. Or someone's going COVID and on I the like, plane.
0: And yeah, until, <laughs> I,
2: until I'm in that venue playing, I won't believe it. And then it, it was fine. Got there and everything was totally awesome. And like you could tell everyone at the shows was just like, thank God, like, yeah we we get this again you yeah know? yeah we're back we're fucking yeah back. yeah and it was like it was a really cool uh it was a really cool vibe to experience yeah so it's like <laughs> you know, shows in LA have been happening for a while now too so it's like I got used to it I got used to shows happening here but I didn't think in a million years we'd be able to fly to a different country and and play shows yeah like yeah because
0: yeah. you guys are always on tour whether it's here or you know, out of the country. So I was like, that's what I thought at first. I was like fucking terror I was like, what's, what are they going to do, man? They're always on the road. It's so crazy yeah, that dude. they're just not on the road. And that's what I kept saying. Yeah. It's like, I was like, until like terror comes back. Cause they're here like two, three times a year. It seems like, it's like, it's like shit ain't right. You know, the terror has to come at least <laughs> twice this year. Then we're yeah. back.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it seems like, uh, I, th- it feels like life is kind of, leveling out at about 98% right now. So yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's awesome. I mean, it was crazy here, you know, shows happening when, when nothing was open, you know, there was a lot of stuff going on here where people, you know, the the underground scene kind of just did what they do, where if, if shit's not available, you just like make it happen yourself.
0: Oh yeah. There's a lot of shows
2: happening in places that a show wouldn't normally happen just, just from people taking initiative and, and, you know, doing what they felt they needed to do to, to, to keep things, uh, keep things moving along. Yeah. And it was really crazy to see. It was like, a, yeah.
0: The one notable one, the, the dead city punks one underneath that fucking bridge. Did you go to that or did you just see it? Yeah. Uh, no, I went
2: to that. It's actually like, I live like down the street from where that happened. Oh and, no uh, shit. Uh, <laughs> that was yeah, the coolest yeah, shit was, ever to see, man it was it, i wish uh, I wish I would have documented it more because it was it was really crazy I mean, seeing the videos and the way they're cut together is crazy and it's like really dramatic and everything, but being there was something that uh, like I, I can't it's hard to even put into words how it felt it was so there was like so much like uh, i don't I don't know how to explain it it was just like the electricity in the air was like crazy, like everyone who was there was just like so intense yeah dude. Was very very intense it was really fucking cool to experience and it was yeah, considering we are so too.
0: lawless you know which was, yeah, like, it was, was like the greatest part about it Like, it's right, like fuck right. it this is what we're doing we're taking over the city tonight i was yeah, like holy it,
2: shit it a definitely happened crap. and and you know i've at, like the end of the night once once the like because you know I, I i got into the area before the show started it was like still the sun was still up and everything and it was really, it was a really difficult location to get to. You basically had to park somewhere else and then walk down there. So all these people were already walking the streets and like the streets were already taken over by all these, all these punks that were going to the show. And so, and you know, we all, you all knew who each other was. You could tell you're walking the streets and there's all these people around and you know, you're like, all right, yeah, we're all about the same thing. We're all going to the same place right now. So that felt really cool. Like this connection you have with all these people, even though you don't know them all walking down to this like this like war zone down there and uh the helicopters were already out there was already two helicopters hovering daytime just watching everything happen Mm -hmm. and they let uh, yeah the cops didn't come until well into the night when dead city was playing and it was like they were basically done and that's when they started they started moving in and kicking people out like it was you know it was under a freeway so they were like lined up on the freeway and then they started firing at people with the rubber bullets and that's when it got real crazy and i was like oh shit i gotta get out of here you know yeah
0: yeah yeah man it looked pretty wild there's a lot of people you know documenting it you know especially with instagram and shit like that you've seen the whole thing all night but <laughs> it's like it's like a giant fire in the middle of people shooting fireworks the helicopter yeah yeah yeah, yeah that was like, man
2: i was like that's when the helicopter goes down yeah (laughs) it's like oh my god yeah people are firing mortars at them and uh, and yeah there's always a fire for some reason (laughs) someone always lights a fire at those shows Uh, in uh,
0: LA it's a section hate thing
2: (laughs) yeah yeah it was really cool how that like section hate got you know mixed into that world you know they just Mm -hmm. really they crossed everyone over so much and uh you know it's through the dead city thing like some of those Mm -hmm. guys are like you know they'll come they'll come to like hardcore shows and stuff like that but it's like a different that world is a whole different world that only and it only exists here in LA that's not like a it's a very region specific scene This like LA punk scene that's like crosses over into gang territory there's a lot of that kind of there's like a lot of shit shit, yeah yeah and then like graffiti is huge in that whole world also you know and like it's very yeah it's just, like, a a very specific thing that only LA has, and, like, it's cool, I think it's amazing, and then, and then they, you know, they brought Dead uh, Section Hate in, and that brought a whole nother element into it all, and everyone kind of, like, mixed in together, and it's just, like, it's, it's crazy, it's really crazy, and it's still happening, you know, like, they just played, they just played some crazy, like, rooftop in downtown la oh like, no shit yeah and it's just see, like, i didn't see any of that I'm yeah surprised. yeah if you, go, if you go to the dead city punks like instagram they they always like someone is always really good about documenting it with like a a decent camera and then like they mm-hmm. cut a video together like immediately it's like that night there's a video up of of all the like highlights and stuff and they have one up from that night and it's just like an incredible nighttime show mm-hmm. on a rooftop skyline you know in the background of los angeles holy shit fireworks fire flamethrowers crazy shit happening you know yeah so i'm gonna have to go i I think like out of all the shows they played like maybe one of them was at an actual venue (laughs) everything else is like wherever the hell they wanted just burning shit down fuck it yeah (laughs) Yeah. what they do is cool
0: yeah man i like how you said like being there like the feeling was like electric i know what you're saying is because uh when a mad ball and uh, Murphy's law did that show in Tompkins square park uh, last April in New York, everybody got all mad. I drove out to that one too. Cause you know, I've, I love mad ball and wisdom chains and chains and Murphy's law. Like I never been to New York city either. And I just went for oh, cool. for just a couple days. It's like, I'm going to go out there on Friday they play playing Saturday. I'll go home Sunday. But it was like the perfect day. It's like, it's like shit wasn't supposed to happen. Like, yeah, they're saying there's some sort of like a, like, I don't know what they said it was going to be, but it wasn't supposed to be an insane fucking was, hardcore show.
2: Yeah, I've heard so many different, different yeah. versions of the story at this point. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. but just, like, being there, though, like, understanding everybody's walking down the streets, coming from this way and f- popping out of alleys, people with mohawks and, and hardcore yeah. kids. I was like, this is fucking New York. Here I am. Yeah. And it, it was crazy because uh just to see the crowd, you know, cause I was there just in the middle of it. Like to see the crowd from like a higher up, I was like, holy shit. There's like, they said like 2,500 people or something like that in Tompkins Square Park.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: I thought that park was going to be like uh like Central Park, but it's like, it's like a four corner park. It's not that yeah. big. It's like an yeah, intersection. It's just like it's one
2: little block
0: thing. Yeah. 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 Cool. And, and I had no idea. <laughs> and then to see them put the stage in the middle of the park and just like regular New Yorkers all around and then just see just get overtaken by, the, yeah. the new york hardcore and punk scene i was like where the fuck am i right now I was, this is like a, it's like a movie man it was wild and yeah, just to be there yeah. in the middle like when you weren't supposed to be there was like the cool part like right guess, right. so you're naughty for coming to this but <laughs> I was like fuck you it's over let's go <laughs>
2: you know yeah yeah man what a it was crazy ass time man yeah and those things those things i guess they kind of like so, someone had this play, you know, because it was going to happen eventually, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, and it was like... Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. And there's shit, like, happening, like, underground here and there that, that really wasn't talked about, but, you know, whatever, whoever decided to say, fuck it, and yeah. let's just do yeah. it. I was like, okay, well, I mean, a lot yeah. of people are in, you know? Right, so. right,
2: yeah, because, yeah, even before before the Big Dead City show and before the the Thompson Tompkins Square Park show, there was things happening here in L.A., like, mm-hmm. For months and months leading up to all of that, you know, there, I had been to a couple of different things, like at a park in sure. the middle of downtown LA and stuff like that. You know, and like things yeah. were happening, and just like people were keeping it quiet at first, and then I think they just decided to say, <laughs> "Fuck it," and just you know, start talking. Yeah, and, you know. yeah.
0: it's weird though, because now it's like it never happened. It's like it was just a blur in history. Like, fuck that. Like,
2: right, right. Because
0: like I can go anywhere for the most part and you don't have to wear a mask or shit like that it's like nobody's even talking about it i'm like well that's a good thing yeah no it's finally finally getting past it but
2: right right yeah i mean uh, every i guess every from city to city is going to be different like where i where i live the part of la that i live it's like when i go to the grocery store everyone's still wearing a mask which i'm like i'm totally fine with that Mm, i personally like wearing a mask i don't care like some people will try to like say it's like will try to like talk down to you for wearing a mask or whatever. Oh, like, Christ. Let me fucking, who cares? Like I don't want to get sick, it's, asshole. It's another accessory. It's just like my hat or something like that. Yeah. At this point. It doesn't even matter. You know, it just makes me feel comfortable. I'm like, mm-hmm. and it's something that I've ex- experienced for a long time from going to Japan. Mm-hmm. And anywhere you go, there's just always a lot of people wearing masks anyways, mm-hmm. way before any of this, because it's like, you know, it's, it's just an easy way to contain your own it's not about like keeping things away from you. It's keeping your nasty shit away from everyone else. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's nice. That's respectful, you know? And it's
0: yeah, common courtesy for sure, especially yeah, if you know yeah, you got a cool. cough
2: or a runny nose. Like, why give that to yeah. anybody else? Exactly. <clears throat> and that's
0: a wake up call for sure. Like to realize, like, fuck, like you can get sick fast, whether it's fast. Yeah. You don't want to yeah. miss
2: work. You don't want to miss tour. So yeah smart everyone, you know a lot of people will start getting down into the scientific side of things I'm like yeah. well technically if you do this and it doesn't stop this and then it's like look if you cover if you if you're like actively like coughing and sneezing and shit and you put something over it it's going to significantly reduce yeah you know whatever it is that you're blasting out into the <laughs> sure it's not like a you know 110 percent stoppage or whatever but it's better than nothing i guess
0: yeah you start talking about microns and shit yeah yeah shut the fuck
2: up and wear the mask
0: or don't (laughs) whatever you want to (laughs) do
2: i just like read the room you know if i go into a place and no one's wearing one what's i'm not gonna wear one yeah but if i if i go somewhere especially if the workers are wearing masks i'll put mine on just to Mm -hmm. like you know i guess be courteous or something yeah yeah for sure, yeah, no, whatever. You got to read the room, like you said. That's about you it. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's that's just like the number one. I think like people just need to do that a little more often to just be like aware, mm-hmm. you know, aware of your surroundings. Yeah. So, so anyway, you know, different know. subject. Fuck that COVID shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, got
0: yeah. uh, a couple random questions. I guess we can wrap it up here soon. Um, I was gonna ask you, do you have any? your history of touring is there any specific um favorite tours or bands that, that you play, played with that is most uh, memorable to you like any anything whether it's with terror or or any other band you play, yeah. played in that you really liked that you remember the most
2: yeah i mean when we got to like so like i said when i first like one of the first tours i did when i joined the band i can't remember if this was a, it was within the first year for sure it was called sounds of the underground and it was like like similar to like a warp tour where it was like a traveling festival Mm -hmm. way smaller scale though it wasn't like multiple stages like that and um you know uh, the headliners were like in flames and as i lay dying and some stuff like that but guar was on it cannibal corpse behemoth and uh you know, a bunch of, a bunch of other metal bands, but like that stood out to me so much just because I never thought I would play with any of those bands and then getting to meet them and like, actually like connect with them and making friends with cannibal corpse and behemoth. And like, it was just like a, such a crazy introduction, you know, it's so like, cause I went from just playing, you know, whatever, you know, these normal hardcore shows to jumping into the band with terror and immediately like I played stages that so big that I I never even set foot on a stage that big before you know I had to like I had to buy new equipment because I was like though my my little dinky shit is not is not like sufficient for these you know the size of these stages and these crowds and stuff you know so and then like you know we played a couple of uh side shows with Cannibal Corpse and just like really got to know those guys and like uh it just like tripped me out to to find out their history of their love for hardcore, especially like Rob Barrett, the guitar player, and mm-hmm. Corpse Grinder, like you and those fools are like straight up like in love with New York hardcore. And a lot of people oh, sure. probably yeah. would, would never know that, you know, like, and I'm talking like there was a time like Corpse Grinder had his little like boom box and he put on like uh, Break Down the Walls Youth Today and was just like moshing around and knew every word, every song, like like legitimately loves I, I i doubt it goes beyond that it's probably just this like specific era of new york hardcore mm-hmm. when when they he was young and probably everyone his age that was into underground music was like fucking with that like agnostic front and stuff like that cool. yeah, yeah but, how, uh, is it, how, how is it
0: how uh, is it like being on a tour like that like a traveling giant tour like how is like a i wouldn't say that terror like a lower level band but according to all those headliners you're not high on the list there are you treated like a all the bands treated the same like uh Uh,
2: for the most part yeah i mean i have no i have no bad memory of that tour is like specifically like it's definitely happened where we've we've done some tours with certain bands that kind of like uh you know kind of just big dick the whole thing and kind of treat everyone else like like they're not important or whatever which is i don't like whatever i don't give a shit they can do whatever they want but that tour was like really cool because everyone was just like kinda of cool with each other, you know, and there was like a cool little uh little friendship going on amongst everyone. And okay, you know, like we would actually like hang out with each other and like cause you know, you're there all day and there's a lot of downtime. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and when the show was over, they would do these barbecues in the backstage and everyone would hang out together. And it oh, was cool. sponsored yeah. by Jägermeister. So <laughs> there was always, it was always like bottles of Jägermeister getting passed around and stuff. Holy shit. And, uh, yeah, yeah. That, like I have a very fond memory of that, you know, that one summer of like, for me doing one of the biggest things I'd ever done. It was like such a, a shift for me to to go into this different world and then meeting all these bands that I never, thought I would play with ever and then having them be so cool and welcoming and like partying with guar and stuff you know yeah that's having a good time and seeing them yeah seeing them off stage you know and like uh, ah, it's just uh, the whole thing was just it was really wild yeah it was really wild
0: yeah that would be crazy like to see all these like We have metal legends or these bands that are up and coming and terror is big obviously but uh, like (laughs) it'd be cool to be just on the same tour like a traveling tour of of freaks going town to town just tearing shit up and drinking and and having each other
2: every day you know for like a month or, or or more and hanging out you know like uh we would we we rented like a rv like one of those like cruise america kind of shitty rvs yeah because we needed to it's like Warp Tour where you you basically should be on a bus because it's like you have to drive overnight every night. So we hired our, our like young homie. He came on the tour with us and all he did was drive us to the next show every night. So we had our little RV and Behemoth had an RV also. So they would end up like every day when you get there, it's like a big thing, you know. You like, they have people kind of like in charge of all the different areas and they had a a parking person so it's like you show up and they're like all right you're gonna park over here blah 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 like that so they would end up parking us next to behemoth every night because we both had rvs and so every night our rvs would be next to each other and we'd end up like you know just these just two <laughs> two completely different worlds of people like being thrown together and then meshing and hanging out with each other and like we ended up having like such a great time with them. It was, it was just really, really, that's really cool,
0: man. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did they do a more than one year that, that sounds the underground. Did it come around quite a few times?
2: Yeah. I think they did a few years, but, uh, and terror actually did it twice, but the first time they did it, I wasn't in the band yet. It was the year before. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. that's what it was or maybe two years before. Yeah. So. Okay. So yeah. Missed, uh, one of them. Yeah.
0: I remember seeing the lines for it and I was like, I was kind of torn. I was like, that's a lot of metal, man. I was like, I don't know, <laughs> you know for me personally, is, yeah. but a lot of people were fucking you know, ecstatic for that shit, but I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. Next. I was going to ask, uh, is there any, is there any music that you listen to currently that is, uh, that, that'd be surprising that's not like hardcore. Is there anything, are you always listening to hardcore or is it like a totally different genre that you listen to daily?
2: yeah like daily I listen to like uh I listen to a lot of metal and uh but even that you know it's like even that daily is kind of it gets kind of crazy you know just Mm -hmm. listening to like aggressive shit over and over but uh there's this band called Duel that I listen to a lot they put out a new record like not that long ago and it's like so there's this band called the Devil's Blood who is it's like it's like psychedelic rock kind of thing, but a, a like very occult influenced. And uh, okay. uh, the singer and her brother did the band together. And her brother was this guy, Salim, who ended up committing suicide several years ago. But he also he would play guitar for Watain. So they're, they're like, even though they're this like psychedelic rock band, they've always been kind of mixed into the metal world just because of who they were and a lot of like Metal guys listen to the band. So, anyways, he committed suicide. The band broke up. But then some of the people from that band started this new band called Duel. And it's like very similar. It's like, you know, psych rock kind of thing. You psych know? Rock. Yeah, I guess that, I don't know if that's a good description for it, but it's, no, I mean, like, I don't know. It's really like rock music, you know, it's like on the softer side of things, but you know, it's a little different. Yeah, just something different. And I put that on a lot because it's like very, very easy listening for me yeah but I mean, other I, than that yeah like i listen to a lot of metal and yeah i mean i'll say i can see you dance around
0: the house to like the fucking temptations or something
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean yeah i'll definitely do that too i mean I, I my musical taste is all over the place um the only thing that i don't listen to and i can't stand is country music oh yeah <laughs> what about yeah, like old country like uh of- like an like outlaw
0: country johnny cash or now nah, i don't even fuck with that
2: yeah no I, that to me is like fully understandable there is some stuff there's like uh, there's some things that you know i've heard of from that world of things where i'm like okay i get this you know it's like very it's very close to like blues or something you yeah know? for sure but uh when it comes to like you know florida georgia line or some shit like that you know i'm like i but rather i'd rather cut my ears off than this <laughs> yeah, yeah man yeah Oh fuck. Well, um. Oh, yeah,
0: a question for you. Uh, I don't know. Uh, well, so Donnie Brook doesn't do any shows anymore, right? But do you guys still do, shit? Well, I mean, do you have any plans to played, do anything? <laughs>
2: Not no really. plans for sure. We played. We played L.A. like a, a couple of years ago. Um, one of my close friends who he sings in Cheval, he does he does a yearly uh, toy drive show around oh, Christmas cool. time. Mm-hmm. And uh, the last was it the last one? No, not the last one, but the year before the last one we played. Donnybrook played, and uh, aside from that, man, it's just basically local shows. Like, oh, we like yeah, a few, several years ago we flew to Ohio and did one show, and that was like the one show that we did. Like our our friends put on the show, and uh, yeah, we did that. But other than that, yeah, we don't really do much of anything. Like no plans to do anything. It just kind of like
0: sometimes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, it's ne- never like broke up or anything like that. It just yeah. kind of put on, put on the back burner, you know?
0: Yeah. 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 Well, no, I asked because I still, you know, after all the years I have like a, there's a little spot in my heart still for, donny brook and that one song what's a little blood you know just 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 <laughs> yeah. you know just like being like young and just hearing that song and fucking hitting my friend's neck and stupid you know back <laughs> in the day it's like yeah yeah, you know, yeah I mean, it sticks with you even though some people might say it's like cheesy and corny
2: but there's some heart to it there's a okay. the soul to that song man i love I, that shit i never like we we never took ourselves too seriously so like i understand you know it is a little cheesy but it's like that's you know all of this is a little cheesy at some point you know like (laughs) you think about like moshing and stuff it's kind of funny it's hilarious yeah so it's like you know write a song about it and like (laughs) be be aware that it's funny you know that we Mm -hmm. that we do this shit to each other we like we all of our friends watch a band play we we hit each other while this band's playing and we think it's like the the coolest most fun thing it's a little cheesy but like I, you got to be aware of that, you know? Oh, yeah,
0: for sure. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Self-awareness is a good thing in hardcore. Don't ah, take it too man, serious. Yeah, man. you
2: can't take it too serious, man, when it comes but you to you look it. silly. Relax. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. And also, uh, I remember, I, I think you guys came with – with, uh, with Terror one time maybe Terror and the Banner maybe one time you guys came through I know i seen you guys twice the first time was with Hoods and uh, Shadow yeah. Realm another time I think it was at the same place Alvin's but I seen Scott like moshing and I was like I was like what the fuck I was like, this is insane because I was still still young at the time so Terror was you know everything to me at one point and I was like holy yeah. shit I was like I'm down here fucking <laughs> bumping into Scott Vogel this is the craziest shit ever
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, that's that's how we met Scott was because, you know, like when he moved from Buffalo, he moved to the West Coast, he moved to Arizona first. But then um, but then he came to to L.A. and just from like us going like we we had our little group of guys. And then, you know, Nick Jett from Terran and like uh, Corey Williams from Internal Affairs, all these like piece by piece, all these other bands up in the valley had their group of friends. And we were all like we were all at shows together. But. Uh, you know, didn't really become friends until I think Scott might've been the one that like, you know, kind of bridged the gap where we were, you know, at a show watching bands play in the pit. And then he was there too. And he was like, Oh, you guys seem cool. You know, I see you at shows all the time. Like let's hang out. And then from there, yeah, we all started hanging out with each other. And then Donny Brooks started playing shows with terror and, terror took us to Europe. We did a whole European tour and, uh, yeah. And that was like the, that was how it all started was through. Crazy, Crazy, man. Yeah, How it happens. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy to me. It took so long. I mean, I guess we were, when we were younger and we had our group of friends, we were, we were totally fine with just our little group and we didn't like branch out that much because we just, you know, we had our own little group of friends and, and, someone it took someone like that to like break through and be like hey what's up you know like sure we we, we do the same shit let's hang out you know You're the
0: most positive person scott broke the ice for everybody yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah cool yeah. it's weird man it's like hardcore is like a never-ending story and there's so many different f- branches and fucking weaves and and pass-throughs and it's just crazy that it's all all such a small subculture of like real life you know and
2: yeah, totally. I'm fortunate totally. to have it. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I mean, it's not really
0: much else. We fucking ran down a lot and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. So, uh, we packed yeah. it in there, man. I appreciate it. And, uh, fuck, um, is there anything, any words of wisdom or anything you got to say? Anything, uh, any shout outs?
2: Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I uh, you know, gotta mention that the t- new terror record comes out this year, May. May, uh, 6th, pretty sure May 6th is the, like the day it drops, but the pre-orders are up right now. There's already, like, if you just, you know, go to whatever, Tara's Instagram basically has all links to everything, you know, that's like the easiest place to find everything. But, uh, yeah, pain into power is coming and I can't like, it's crazy. We recorded it like over a year ago, you know, in the middle of everything being Shut down for the most part, and to see it finally coming out now is like amazing. So, got that, and then Sound of Fury, yeah, Sound of Fury will be July 30th and 31st here in Los Angeles. So, cool.
0: Hey, when's the lineup coming for that? Any idea or still lineup line
2: soon? Yeah, lineup soon. We're not. We're we're uh, we're just like we're taking it slow, just because you know. It's just we we just have nothing, no reason to rush right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: there's a lot to go into it. And And, things can change at any time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. For us, the most important thing is like the time, the dates are locked in and everything. So it's like we know that we have a lot of people that travel. So it's like we now can say this is it's happening in Los Angeles these days. So plan your travel accordingly, you know. Yeah. Give enough notice. That's great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Got to give everyone notice because yeah, it's like. pretty i we know how hard it can be getting flights and that sort of thing you know so did you notice how expensive flights
0: are now fucking yeah man it's really
2: right now it's at a spike you know it's like we had a i've you know booked a bunch of flights previous to this like in the past like six months or whatever Mm -hmm. and it was cheap as hell and right now it's like like skyrocketing yeah yeah it's fucked sort of like global effect that's happening because of the, the the way everything is working right now with the gas prices and blah 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 mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah i assume jet fuel is up if yeah if unleaded is up you know if, if a jet yeah. fuel probably costs more so fuck right, great right. all right. right well like i said that's it man i appreciate you giving me your time you know you know you actually got a lot of things to do other than talk <laughs> shit for an hour to some guy in detroit <laughs> yeah. but i appreciate it and um i look forward to uh we got terror coming through and fucking god's hate and just it's gonna be a good time for detroit in the next few months yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah well well good luck on tour good luck new record and all that shit man um i look forward to uh a senior person here in a couple months and
2: yeah hell yeah awesome think, yeah for sure cool all right, all right. Man, we'll,
0: well have a good day night whatever it is there it's fucking 2 p.m yeah. there so lucky <laughs> yeah, you absolutely. i gotta go to bed soon all right man thanks <laughs> all right man i'll talk to you.